Mobile banking has not yet reached a tipping point in the U.S., but banking institutions are gearing up for explosive growth. But how are they anticipating the unforeseen challenges, and what emerging fraud risks are they making high priorities? Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group, and I'm joined today by Eric Bangader, Vice President of E-Commerce and Internet Services for UW Credit Union, a $1.6 billion institution based in Madison, Wisconsin. Eric, UW launched its mobile banking platform back in 2008, so for your institution, mobile is not really new, but could you tell us about the types of mobile services that your institution offers and the number of members currently enrolled? Sure, yeah, we've got about 36,000 monthly users of our mobile banking site today, and that's just a web-based site that is formatted to fit on a mobile screen. The one we launched back in 2008 was sort of targeting that Razor or BlackBerry style, so very heavy text-based, assuming kind of a cursor key to move around. And then in 2011, we upgraded that site to be more touch-friendly, targeting iPhones at the time, and then obviously Android emerging as well as the two players, where touch was the key in terms of input and how members could get around. We, like many banks and credit unions, I think, kind of decided on a subset of services to offer and really looking at offering things that are the types of transactions you might need while you're on the go. So getting a balance, seeing the last few items of history, making a payment to an account that you already have, simple transactions like that, but not the full suite of online banking services that our main site offers. Now, your institution's take on mobile banking, Eric, is an interesting one. UWCU is not offering mobile applications, but instead has decided to keep its mobile offer limited to mobile browser-based banking. Why did you make that decision? Yeah, we're sort of, I guess, bucking the trend, but maybe becoming a little bit of a trendsetter in that area, at least going forward. Apps were, of course, all the rage as the iPhone 3G came out four or five years ago. And that was mainly because the mobile browser at the time was a pretty simple web browser. You couldn't do much more than just serve up web pages. You couldn't access any of the hardware components like the GPS or the camera, which is important in the case of mobile deposit. We didn't have a need to do any of those things at the time, so our mobile site worked just fine. But now as we've come into developing remote deposit capture, uh, of course, we need to, to be able to access that camera to take a picture. So we are very much accepting that we're going to have to build an app to offer that service. But then earlier this year, both iOS and Android were updated and the browsers, the default browsers in those two platforms now allow a web page instead of just an app, a web page to access the camera. And so that really changed the game for us. And we really moved our thinking back to why not just stay on the mobile web? You know, UW Credit Union's had an online banking site since 1996. My team and myself included are all web people. We've been doing web development for a long time. And we're really strong believers in what the web has to offer. The main uh, couple things are, one is we kind of already have all the security figured out. Mobile web, in, in a way, is no different than the web that you access on a desktop or laptop computer. So we've already sort of cracked that egg. We know all the issues. We know all the things that go into that. And so we don't have to learn anything or reinvent the wheel around any of that. And then the other really big thing is we like to be able to update things frequently, whether it's fixing a bug or adding functionality or 
or clarifying something. And with apps, uh, especially with Apple, a lot of times those things take a week or more to kind of go through their approval process. And that's just far too slow for people like us who are used to literally putting things out on a daily basis and improving what we offer. So we're hoping that members accept that. You know, this group of 36,000 that are already using mobile don't have to do anything different as we add new features and functionality. The next time they log in, they'll just see those. And that the few members that want apps will sort of build a app and be in the app store because not being in the app stores today is kind of like not having a Google result. And so we can't accept the fact that if you search for UW Credit Union within the app stores, you get no results. So we will have an app, but the app is mainly going to provide a pointer back to our mobile browser-based uh, online banking site because that's where we can really do what we need to do and keep it up to date and, uh, and not have to worry about a lot of the security challenges. And so, Eric, what are some of the security challenges surrounding mobile apps from your perspective? Well, we haven't delved into it a ton just because we sort of have decided not to worry about it, but there definitely are some things that people are doing wrong today that we just won't have to worry about. Things like storing personal data in the phone itself in an unencrypted way, perhaps making compromises on authentication or other security things to create convenience around that. And then if there are security issues in your app, the fact that you have to issue an update and then require people to update the app themselves to get those security enhancements that, you know, that's kind of the problem Microsoft's had for years with Windows. You know, they continually release updates, bug fixes, and security patches. But if the end user isn't keeping up with those, their computer is vulnerable. So, you know, that model doesn't really work for us from an online banking perspective. And if you think about what we're doing in terms of what banking online offers, none of the data is something we can put into the app. All the data, the balances, the account history, the transactions, the reports, all of that has to come from the web anyway. So there's really no reason that that has to be wrapped up in an app. And what about authentication challenges? Do mobile apps pose unique challenges from an authentication perspective? Probably the biggest one, and again, I'm really thinking of it from the user perspective, is for years we've been encouraging people to have complex passwords that are harder to crack, so to speak. Well, typing that in on a phone tends to be much more difficult than typing it in with a full-size keyboard. You know, if you're using special characters, capital letters, all of that becomes difficult. And so a couple things probably happen in that. One is the app developers can compromise security, move to maybe a pin or let people save their password, that sort of thing. Or users will just pick bad passwords to make it easier to do that entry. And then also, just from a, another authentication standpoint, is the new requirements that are starting to come out from the FFIC about out-of-band and multi-factor and that sort of thing, you'd have to build all that into your app as well. And, and that can be done, but I have yet to see that. And then users can lose their phone, and hopefully they haven't saved their credentials with their phone because that also can pose a challenge. Now, you've noted some of this existing regulatory guidance and some of the conformance concerns that this actually would pose for any type of mobile application, but has there been any indication, Eric, that regulators have given to your institution about the direction that mobile banking offers or mobile platforms should take? They hint at it a little bit, I think. And again, I'm probably in a little bit of a unique group of thinking of mobile, and especially when talking mobile web, as just an extension of what we've already been doing as opposed to being something brand new. Of course, people like to you know, make a big deal about the latest and greatest and kind of act like it's a whole new reinventing of, of something. But really, from our perspective at UW Credit Union, we just see it as an extension of the main uh, online banking that we've always offered. So we're just trying to follow the best practices 
that we've always followed and really respond to regulatory concerns in the same way. And again, when it comes to things like authentication and that sort of thing, we're adopting the same policies we've used on the desktop in mobile and even from a standpoint of things like funds availability or other kinds of regulatory things, we just apply the same principles that over the counter or on ATM or through the mail or all the different ways you can interact with us. We just have a consistent way of of applying that, whether it's online or mobile. And so, Eric, is your credit union looking ahead to anticipated guidance that might directly affect the mobile banking channel? I mean, again, I think they may choose to address authentication specifically and say what isn't isn't acceptable. We tend to want to anticipate those things so we don't have to change just to be compliant, and we've done a pretty good job of that over the years. It'll depend a little bit on the amount of negotiation that may or may not go on and, and how convincing I am, at least if they're looking at us specifically, that I can be around that this isn't any different than what we're already doing online today. There are no new risks opposed because this is on a phone instead of on a desktop computer. But, you know, I think that'll be an area of scrutiny. I know the last time we had regulators in, they were very curious about what we were going to do as we were getting into remote deposit capture. We didn't have it yet, so there's nothing for them to look at. But, you know, they tend to look at the newest things. And so that'll be, I'm sure, a huge focus in the next couple of years. Now, your institution decided to build its mobile banking platform in-house. What did you deem to be some of the advantages and the disadvantages of choosing that route? Well, what we really like to do is not get stuck where we don't have flexibility. And when you pick a vendor, a lot of times then you're sort of in their world and you can only offer functionality that that vendor already has built. And what we're finding, and we found this back in the early 2000s as well when we built out our own desktop online banking system, was that vendors tend to not build cutting edge things until they know their audience and they have buyers for that. Well, now it's not cutting edge anymore. And especially these very large vendors, as you've had them all sort of getting sucked up by a couple different companies, that's even, I think, more and more becoming true. And so for us to stay kind of poised on that leading edge, I wouldn't say the the bleeding edge or the cutting edge, but sort of that next step down, kind of a fast follower approach like we like to take, that's very hard to do when you get sort of in a vendor-driven world. The other big thing for us is that we believe very strongly in the member experience being very customized. We want the language, the branding, everything to be how UW Credit Union does it, whether it's coming into a branch, calling in, seeing a billboard, or obviously logging in. And so for that to be as precise as we want it, there really is no other way than developing things in-house. There are a few disadvantages. I mean, we get so that like we're having happen uh, this year where we have so much that we have to manage ourselves that we've got to hire up some extra people to kind of keep up with things. At times, there's more work to be done than we can do. But, you know, there is a misnomer that buying it is faster to implement than building it yourself. And more often than not, we found that to not be true because just all the communication that you have to work through with a vendor, integration issues that we can solve ourselves, we pick vendors and the vendors we do use, we pick and we do the integration. So we do the heavy lifting and don't rely on vendors to have to do that for us. 
we use vendors for things that kind of aren't touched directly by the member. So we're, we feel very strongly about the member experience and that being ours and that we own that. But we have vendors that do lots of back-end things. For example, we have a vendor that does bill pay. So we submit that data from our front end into their back-end system to cut the checks and do the ACHs. We have a vendor that provides services for ID validation and out-of-wallet questions and that sort of thing. And then the most recent vendor that we are using is for our mobile deposit product. We're submitting the check images to them from the, the mobile website that we developed, but they're doing the check image processing, making those Check 21 compliant, doing the fraud and risk analysis on those images, and then re- returning those results to us to, uh, to act on. So those kinds of things are very complicated systems, heavy-duty math and programming is involved, especially in the uh, image processing. That's not something we want to do. We're never going to be very good at doing those things. It's just not something we can invest in. So we really want to stay on the front end, and then we can rely on third parties in many ways. As long as they have APIs and other ways that we can communicate with them the way we want to, we found that to be the best of both worlds for both us and our members. And then what about mobile payments? We've spent a lot of time talking about mobile banking, but payments is an emerging area. And is this something that you've been considering or has this been a consideration? Well, it's it's on our radar screen. I've been asked to stay ahead of the game and keep up with it. The reality for UW Credit Union is we are not a big enough player at all by any means in the industry to really influence where that goes. So what we want to do is just make sure we're on top of it and that we are where we need to be when the time is right. And so really our philosophy when it comes to things like a mobile wallet would be we want our credit cards and debit cards for our members to be available in any mobile wallet that they choose. And that way members don't have to decide where they bank based on the platform they have for their smartphone. We want to be everywhere and available to them. So we just are kind of in a wait and see mode right now, watching things play out, but we want to be as proactive as possible to make sure that our cards are available in those systems as they become uh, available. Right now, it's a little too early to tell kind of where that's going to go, but that's uh, very much on our to-do list to keep up on. And then, Eric, before we close, are there any final thoughts or considerations related to mobile that you'd like to share? Well, you know, we talked a lot about this app or no app thing, and I guess it'll be interesting. You know, we're not trying to, you know, seem like we know anything more than anyone else. It really comes down to what resources are available to us and that whole member experience thing I already mentioned. And so, you know, we'll see what happens with that. We really are excited with what the mobile web has to offer, and we are seeing more and more examples of mobile web-based apps where you don't actually need an app store to offer the full-blown app functionality. You know, there's things like Chrome OS out there that's completely web-based, and interestingly, a lot of those components are not available on Android, which is also a Google product. So, you know, we really have high hopes that the mobile web will continue to mature. It's moving very quickly right now, and so uh, we'll see where that goes. But, you know, depending on uh, member acceptance and functionality down the road, things like a mobile wallet, which I just mentioned that may or may not allow us to uh, use the mobile web, we will be poised to react, I guess, wherever we need to get to. Uh, And again, we don't want our members making decisions of where they bank or how they use us based on the platforms or the systems that they've chosen to use. We want to make it available to them as convenient as possible. Eric, I'd like to thank you again for your time this afternoon. Great. It was a pleasure talking to you, Tracy. Again, we've just heard from Eric Bangerter of UW Credit Union. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.